Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Chiefs have yet to have a takeaway all season. Second down, seven. Tom Brady looks to throw. He's hit from behind. Holly hacks it loose. It's at the ten. Tomba looks like he's got the football this time. Tomba came in the back porch and steals the football from Tom Brady. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast for the officially recognised International Supporters Club of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can listen to us on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the name Arrowheads Abroad. Plus, if you hit the subscribe button, you will be notified instantly when a new show is available for your listening pleasure. In case you don't know me by now, my name is Brad Simcox and I'm the host of the show. And I'm joined, as always, by the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. Tom, give us a wave. If you can wave, I can wave. <laughs> you normally have a little little guy in a sound bite for this, don't you? Yeah, da, 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 da. I, I can give you a sound bite. Give us a sound bite. You really yeah, go on, because Dave will hear this. Right. Yeah, right. Um, let's pretend I'm being drafted. There we go. <laughs> I do like my sound bites, I'm not going to lie. With the 199th pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be Dave, I tell you that. Wouldn't much. be Dave, no. No, we were uh, we're actually going to be joined uh, by Dave later on uh, once we've uh, pinpointed his location at the minute. Um, yeah. What have you been up to anyway? You been, everything all right? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit sad at the moment. Um, yeah, I've just got a text from my girlfriend in the last half an hour saying the lead singer from Lincoln Park um, has killed himself, and obviously she didn't know who it was, but she knew that I was a fan. So I'm, I'm glad to hear about Chester's. Yeah. Um, death it's it's, an, it's a shock it's that. a sad one yeah like celebrity deaths normally they're, they're upsetting but then normally they're older people so yeah. they're, they're a bit easier to take but this one like Linkin Park I was 12 or 13 when Hybrid Fury first yeah. got released so that was my my teenage years were were Linkin Park and especially Hybrid Fury which I class is probably the best um it's up there. Album it? that, definitely up that there. I've listened to. Yeah, of all the music type of music that I like, like when I was a kid, Limp Biscuit and Linkin Park were my two favourite bands. And so um, to hear of Chester's passing is is really sad, and especially the way that it's come about to hear that mm. he he's killed himself. I I feel sorry for everyone him everyone involved. Yeah, and him that he he couldn't get the help that he he obviously needed. Yeah, um, yeah it's just. Brings it all home a little bit. Came out of left field, didn't it? Keep, yeah, just keep everyone close, guys, and talk about yeah. it. Yeah. If you've got issues, talk about it because there will be someone out there to help. Exactly. It's just yeah, it's it's a sad note to start to start the show. Um, obviously, you guys come from an American football podcast, so we 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 cheer up and yeah, we talk about yeah, American football. But it's just just knocked me for six a little bit in the last. It's almost like an end of an era, isn't it? I mean, I I think. I, <laughs> I don't know anybody who hasn't got the album Hybrid Theory. Yeah, it's it's such a massive it, album, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those rare albums where you get 10, 11 good tracks. Yeah. Like every now and then you get an album which has six or seven or some albums you just buy for the singles that have been released yeah. really and the rest of them are rubbish, but no Hybrid Theory is one of those albums that is very good and will be making its way back onto my um, Spotify playlist for tomorrow, for yeah, sure. for sure. I'll be digging out my CD. I might have a cassette somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that old. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got it wrong? Any LP? Steady. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, let's let's crack on with this week's show. Um, it's promising to be a good one, this one, because uh, we're actually going to be giving you uh, the first part of our season predictions um, we're going to be going up to, I think, is it week eight, did you say, Tom? Week eight? Yeah. All the way up to week eight. Yeah, the line of the show is basically we're going to go through the the first eight games of the season. We're going to give you a reason why we think we can beat that team, a reason why we think we could lose against that team, and then our prediction. So by the end of the, today's show, we'll have a first half of the season record prediction. And then we'll, yeah, and then we'll do uh, another one a couple of weeks later or a week later or something like that, so you can come back and just check out how we're going to finish the end of the season. Um 
yeah, so uh, we've got we've obviously got that that you know we're we, we're obviously looking forward to doing. We put some put quite a bit of work into it as well, but um, behind the scenes, so we should give you a bit more of a, a detailed view on how we think uh, the Chiefs are going to fare this season. Plus, we have an extra special treat for our our heads abroad listeners, as we will be joined by none other than the legendary Chiefs outside linebacker Tamba Harley. Uh, Apparently, he's going to be coming on to discuss his, his album, the one for me, and of course, Chiefs football, obviously. This is like a pretty big deal for us. It's huge, isn't it? Um, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Um, <laughs> Hello, Mr. Harley, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, since we uh, we started, obviously, uh, these podcasts, we always, we always wanted to get a guest on the show, didn't we? It was always a big thing for us. And... Um, Obviously, we started. What was it last? The last one was uh, with 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 uh, Seth Kaiser, wasn't it? Um, which mm-hmm. it, it was such a good guest. It was a really good guest, and uh, it it kind of gave us that light bulb moment where I think Tom was like, "Right, who can I get on next? Who can I get on next?" And uh, you've been chatting with Tamba Harley through the uh, Twitter page, haven't you? And uh, yeah, he's agreed to to come and chat with us, and we couldn't be more excited. but yeah it's it's obviously going to be an extra special treat for our listeners so uh we really hope you enjoy that later in the show so um first up obviously we promised we're going to go through the um the season predictions i've got my piece of paper here i'm going to do the radio thing of wafting my piece of paper um i've got the honor of going straight away with uh the first game which is you know i've i've got my list i've got the dates for when they appear in the UK, when the games start in the UK. So it's good. it might be different to what your list is because I've got the 8th of September for the Patriots. Ah, oh, of course, yeah, yeah because, because it's, it's one thirty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Friday, it's a Friday morning, morning game yeah. to us when we're really so, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously Thursday night football, Patriots. We're kicking off the season with uh, you know against the Patriots and we're actually going to be away. Um, I've got this game. Um, I think we'll actually win this game, believe it or not, because because I don't think Belichick can actually work us out. The last two occasions that we've played against the uh, the Patriots, it's always been either a very nearly game or I think the last the, the last last one was obviously the, the win at, uh, at Arrowhead, wasn't it? Um, so I think we're kind of like Belichick's thorn. We're like a bogey team to him. Um but saying that, saying that they have improved a lot. Um, obviously, Super Bowl winners. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest understatement. Those Patriots, they've improved a lot. I, I, I would, I would say we've improved no, more so than they've said, improved. They've, they've, I know, they've but you see, the thing is, though, I mean, now, when you have got like something like Brandon Cooks, who's just come into the team, you know, that's going to be a huge thing, a huge target for uh, for Tom Brady to throw to. So. I don't know whether it's the chief in me or whether it's just blind faith or whether I'm just that British that I always support the underdog, but I've actually gone for a win out of this, regardless of the fact that they've got Gronk, Brady, Cooks, Edelman, <laughs> you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. Um, the Chiefs could be in a position where they really cause an upset really early on in this in the start of the season. Um, so that that's that's how I take it anyway. What about you, Tom? What do you think? How do you think it's going to go? I don't think we stand a chance. Um, I'm not going to lie. I I saw a stat earlier that scared the living daylights out of me. Uh, since 2008, um, I think the Patriots are something stupid like 40-1 and one at home. Um, that might be completely <laughs> 40 wrong. 40-1. That's, that, that's some stat I, that might Yeah. But regardless... They scare the living daylights out of me. They are by far and away the best football team in the in the league. Not only do they have a great squad, they've got the best quarterback in the league, arguably the best quarterback of all time, but they have 100% got the best coach of all time. Um, it's not often that the home team loses these kickoff games. 
Um, I don't expect it to happen this time round. As much as I want to, want the Chiefs to win, I'm kind of glad this game is getting over and done with first. Um, because it, if we built up any momentum in the middle of the season, it could be a, a momentum ruiner. Um, yeah, I don't think Andy Reid is as good a coke as Berchek. Tom Brady is miles better than Alex Smith. They've got Gronk, they've got Edelman, they've got Brandon Cooks, as you mentioned. They've just signed Stephen Gilmore for the end cornerback. Their, their secondary looks great again. Um, yeah, I, I I don't expect anything other than a and that's exactly win, why they won't win. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a homer. Really. I don't know. I really don't. Know. I don't think Belichick can work out Reed and his playbook. Uh, you still think? You still think? Got, no, this this, the this league, season we're going to win the uh, yeah. the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even in it. <laughs> I love it. I would love it if we beat them. I would love it if no, we I, I seriously think it's all gonna be it's all gonna be about the Patriots and then the Chiefs will just upset it all. We should move on, yeah. We should yeah, move we on. We should move on, I think. We should move right. Moving on to week two. It's my turn to introduce a game. It's the Philadelphia Eagles visit Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, for the week two game, it's a six o'clock kickoff over here in the UK. A nice noon kickoff for you guys. Home opener, plenty of tailgate, plenty of beer. Right, the reasons why we will beat the Eagles. It is a case of Master versus Padawan. Much like episode three, it will be a case of Master getting the upper hand. Andy Reid, or in this instance, Obi-Wan Kenobi, will have the high ground, being Arrowhead, and will cut off Doug, Pe- Doug Peterson's <laughs> arms and legs. Yes. Reasons why we could lose to the Eagles instead of Revenge of the Sith, this ending is actually set on the Death Star and is in fact episode 4. And Peterson, who is reinvigorated after getting his new legs and arm, will actually kill Andy Reid and make his What's body it like disappear. in your world? <laughs> Splendid, mate. When you explain everything, is it always like Star Wars related? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much, much, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but. My reason for us beating the Eagles is is right. It is purely because of coaching. Uh, Andy Reid is a better coach than Doug Peterson. Um, okay, we are the better team as well, but Andy Reid is not losing that game to his little Padawan. That's why Doug Peterson will start off his return to Arrowhead with a loss. Yeah. Not even the fact that they've got Olsen Jeffrey now. Do you know what's wide receiver? No, because we've got. You didn't even see that, did you? You weren't even bothered about uh, that. We've got, we've got Marcus <laughs> Peters. So, ah, yeah, good point. Good point. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got that down as a, I've got that down as a, a win for the Chiefs. Um, quite convincingly, really, I've got twenty-one ten. I've even put a score down on this one. Um, I think after riding high after beating the Patriots, <laughs> this will be a walkover. <laughs> Purely because I, um, I think Wentz. Although the Eagles started off pretty okay last season, um, I just think Wentz is—he was thrown in the deep end, wasn't he? He was the the the, the face of the uh, the franchise all of a sudden. Yeah, but he played um, well. Wentz did. He played well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he played well. But um, he looks like he could be the answer for the Eagles at quarterback. I just don't think there's much of there in the, in terms of the squad, especially on offense, to. To back him up, okay. On defense, yeah. they look very good. They've always had a good defensive line. Um, the Eagles, okay. Granted, we've we've taken Benny Logan from that, but yeah. I just think it, this type of game isn't suited to the Eagles. That type of atmosphere isn't suited to the Eagles, and the Chiefs will want to get a win under their belt because obviously I have them losing to the Patriots in the first game mm. of the season. The Chiefs well, will not want to start zero and two, and I think. That alone will be a reason why the Chiefs will get their home opener win and hopefully start rolling with some momentum from then on in. Yeah, I think the key person to watch out for in the running game for them is uh, Darren Sproles. He's uh, he's quite quick, that guy. Yeah, he's he's like a really bad Tyreek Hill. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we'll move to the next game. So uh, week three, uh, 24th of September, away to the Chargers. Now, I'm very wary of the Chargers. I mentioned this already in the previous podcast. Um, they ran us very close in week one uh, last season. And didn't they beat the Broncos as well? Was it the Raiders? No, it wasn't the Raiders. It was definitely the Broncos they beat. Yeah. Um, so 
I honestly think that the Chargers are going to be this new invigorated team. I mean, we all know about Rivers. Rivers is a, is a he's a bloody good quarterback. He really is. Um, I just think if they can keep everybody fit, um, I mean, they've got Bosa as well. I mean, I don't think Joey Bosa played in the first game against us, did he? He wasn't signed then, was he? No, I think he was still on his um, well, He might have just ended it. Um, but yeah, no, he wasn't. He hadn't had a training camp, so he, yeah. he was still been very raw at the time. Yeah, um, so he could be a key. I think he could be a key player for them because he's 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 such a good player. Yeah, um, and let's not kid ourselves. We we all loved that week one comeback victory against the Chargers a year ago. Yeah, but let's be honest. Had Keenan Allen stayed in that game, the Chargers would have won. He was exactly. he was having his way with Marcus Peters. Um, hashtag bum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was bring, I was about to bring that up, but yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He did. He was having his way with Marcus Peters. He he is a very good receiver, but he can't stay healthy. Um, mm. I'm not so high on the Chargers. Um, I don't see how you can be so high on a on a five win team in the toughest division in football. I mm. still think that they will be the whipping boys of the division. Um, they're playing in front of a small crowd. It's only going to be 30,000 uh, people at their crowd at StubHub Centre, which is probably about the same crowd that they had at the Qualcomm, hence why they're, they're moving. But as much as I love Rivers, I love the Chiefs' uh, defensive pieces a little bit more and expect them to have their upper hand, purely because Rivers can be erratic. As, as good as he is, he is prone to turning the ball over when he gets irate we've all seen crybaby rivers we all find it hilarious <laughs> and i expect to see a little bit more and i have the chiefs walking away from the stub hub center with another w yeah i've got it i've got it quite close actually i've got it around about 24 21 as i was doing the uh, predictions earlier on but um if they can stop the likes of melvin gordon who had a pretty good season last year um then I think if we sorted out the defensive line, we'll find out in that game. I think because um, he seemed to just walk through the, in, into the end zone, didn't he, against us in that week one game? Um, yeah, but let's not let's not forget that the most recent game against them yeah. was seventeen games ago. Again, uh, wasn't seventeen games ago? Rather, it was two games ago in yeah. week seventeen when we destroyed them. Yeah, mark my words, mark my. They're the team to watch. I'm telling you now. (laughs) You don't believe me, do you? You don't believe me. Let's have a beer bet. Let's have one right now. A beer bet for what? In KC? God, I'm going to be drunk here. No, 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 not for that. (laughs) Uh, I reckon that the Chargers will finish fourth in the division, and I will have a beer bet for you. Do you reckon? Yeah. I reckon the Broncos. Okay, there's our beer bet. Is that our beer bet? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying Broncos. You're saying uh, Chargers again. Yeah. Right. Done. Okay. Done. <laughs> right. Is it? Uh, it's me again, isn't it? It is. It's me again. Right. You just stole my one. I did, didn't I? Why did <laughs> yeah. I do that? Sorry <laughs> about that, Tom. I'm, okay. I'm taking over here, mate. Take over. Um, right. So week four, uh, which is obviously the biggest game all season. Wouldn't you agree? Why is that? Because it's the Redskins Monday Night Football. Oh, yes. At Arrowhead Stadium. And um, for you unlucky uh, UK fans, it's a one thirty kickoff. For us, it won't be. So we'll actually be there. So this is obviously the game that uh, we're really looking forward to. Um, I've basically, I, I think my excitement's taken hold here because I've actually gone for a win on this 41-17. Oh wow! Um, nothing less for the uh, less than a win for the travelling support. Um, yes, okay, they have a new signing in uh, Terrell Pryor, um, but it'll be nothing. Um, I think Peter, <laughs> I think I think Peters will have him in his pocket. Um, Josh Norman, I think he's obviously the weak link for uh, for the Redskins. Um, a, lo- a lot of people talk about Josh Norman. Sorry, as- what was that? Josh Norman is the weak link. I think he's the weak link. What? <laughs> he's the weakling. If you look at it right, if you look at it right, he 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 tries to get safeties to double up on wide receivers that he can't. He just can't follow, right? He's, he's okay. He's an aggressive kind of player, but if we've got Tyreek Hill against Josh Norman, I'm sorry, it's all day going to be Tyreek oh, Hill wow. blitzing past him. Um, 
and if and even if they do double up on Tyreek Hill, it leaves it leaves somebody else open. So I honestly think he would be the weak link. And oh wow, that, that's a statement. We're going to have a field day. Honestly, Josh Norman is not the cornerback that everyone thinks he is. And I'll say oh, wow. that again. I'll say that, and I'll put a beer bit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Would um, you say it to his face? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I pro- probably, if uh, I don't know, Tamba Harley was stood be- stood in front of us yeah. or something like that, you know, I probably would say it from over his shoulder. Um, yeah. But just say it as you're walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I seriously, I would work on that side uh, where Josh Norman is. Um, I think that's the key for us. I honestly don't think the Redskins can beat us I've said it now I've not well I, I agree with you I, I think they can I think they can beat us I don't think they will beat us um, Monday Night Arrowhead is is a different beast um, the Redskins are a good side but they that's all they are they're a good side they are a bang average football team they have some good players like Kirk Cousins Jordan Reed I really like I would put him um, maybe third or fourth best tight end in the league obviously not as good as Kelsey or Gronk but um, they have some nice pieces on the Redskins team. I am a Josh Norman fan. I do think he's a good player. Really? I would avoid. I would avoid him. Oh, you've fallen game. for the hype. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've, he had a very good season in Carolina the year before he left. He backed himself. He quite didn't work. It didn't quite work out with the Panthers, but he got paid by the Redskins. And um, I enjoy watching his battles with Odell Beckham. I think they're great for the league. It's it's okay. It's all a bit of amateur dramatics, as it were. But it, but it is entertaining, and that's the type of stuff you do want to see in the league. Um, back to the actual game side of it, I think it'd be one of those games where Andy Reid will want to showcase his offense to the entire country and to the world, including the UK fans that will be left back here um, at one fay in the morning. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's set up so well for the Chiefs to play well against a type of team that we normally dispose of let's be honest we are very very good the majority of the time against the middle of the road teams we struggle every now and against the crap team (laughs) like but the middle of the road teams nine times out of ten we are very very good at dealing with um the elite teams are, are a different animal really that's i think where we need to get over the hump but on monday night football against the redskins yeah, I, I see nothing other than the Chiefs win. Oh, well, yeah, we're, but at least we both agree on that. But obviously, the Josh Norman thing, we're a bit divided on there. But uh, he's definitely a weak link, mate, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? What's the next one? Moving on. So, moving on. Um, the Houston Texans. Uh, another primetime game. 1 30 in the morning yet again. Unfortunately, we'll be back for this one. So, we will have to watch it at 1 30 in the morning. <laughs> this, for me, is one of many coin flip games in the chief schedule um it's probably the first of the the season um i'm pretty certain about the three or four games that we've predicted so far that i know the mm. result um this one i find really hard to to call um i know that the kansas city of late in all sports tends to own houston mm. um I'm pretty sure that if you actually went to Houston and looked at one of the signs outside the city, it actually says, welcome to Houston, comma, Kansas City, comma, Texas. <laughs> um, but, but, their defense is incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. Their defensive line is very good. Their linebackers are very good. Their secondary is very good. They're very well coached. Um, JJ Watt is a superstar in this league. I actually tip him to come back and win comeback player of the year this year um, after only playing three games last season Um, JJ Watt has been a wrecking ball for the Chiefs in the past he's had his way with Eric Fisher uh, in general Um, a lot of it depends on what type of quarterback play they get Mm, because DeAndre Hopkins for me is a top six or seven wide receiver in the league I think he's been unfortunate with he had a poor season didn't he last year yeah, but look who was throwing the ball. Yeah. Osweiler. Um, the other guy that we shut out in the playoffs. Hoya, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's just had no one throwing him the ball. Um, I, think, I think, what is it, Tom Savage now? Yeah. Is their starting yeah, quarterback? Yeah. Tom well, they've Savage, just uh, they drafted um, uh, Deshaun Watson as well, didn't they? 
Yeah, but by from what I've read, it's going to be Tom Savage that's getting really? the starting gig this this season. Yeah, I don't think that is. The, uh, I don't that think that will be. They've the got case. to throw Deshaun Watson in I, there. Yeah, I think they will. I don't. I think they probably see Watson as more pro ready than say a Pat Mahomes. Mm. Um, I think Watson will be in there, but he's going to be a rookie, so he's going to be prone to interceptions. And obviously, that's what we thrive off. This game for me is the hardest to call of the first eight right. games. Um, if the right Chiefs turn up, then we can get a win. If the wrong Chiefs turn up, then we're not going to move the ball on them. And because of that, it will be a low-scoring affair, and that does favour the Texans and the type of football they play, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Kind of keeps them in it, doesn't it? I think you're right. I think uh, if if our offense is misfiring like it was last year, you know, last season, um, I think you're right. I think the Texans' defense is going to be uh, a quite a, a difficult one to to crack. But uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it, it all depends on how their quarterback's going to be playing on their, their offensive side. You know, we have this obviously the bend don't break policy with our defense. Um, if Hopkins has another season like he did last year, um, obviously it's it's not it's not going to be as productive. Um, Jadavian Clowney is he's a he's a decent linebacker, um, no problems with him. But like you said, JJ Watt defensive end as well. Um, he, he's just a star player, isn't he? One of the star players that they've got there. I don't know. I really don't. I'm mixed with. I'm I'm like you. I'm a bit mixed with how this is going to go. Um, because the defense is so good. If there's any help, I have actually gone for a Chiefs win on this one. Um, have you? Yeah, I I flipped a coin. <laughs> literally. Flipped a coin. I literally <laughs> got a 10p piece out of my pocket and flipped a coin. Heads for Chiefs, tails <laughs> for Texans. And um, heads it was. So, yeah, I've actually gone for a Chiefs win on this one. Yeah, well, I, I actually put them down as a win, but it was a close game again. But it, it, it's like you said, it's it's going to be low scoring and it's, it's going to be dependent on... Uh, obviously our running game as well uh, whether we can get that going break through that line um, I don't know I, I really can't call it but I would edge towards a Chiefs win but it's one of those banana skin games isn't it yeah can I um, sorry I'm just t- telling you up here. you've actually got the Chiefs going 5-0 and I have a mate yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I have got some losses in here. I have. Really? I, I, uh, when I was looking at it, I'm thinking, do you know what? I've, I'm, I'm just putting loads of wins here. Um, <laughs> I, am, I, am I over-optimistic? But um, I don't know. I just put down what I thought, first of all, of each game, and uh, this is what's come out. But it, do, it does kind of um, straighten itself out towards the end. So it's the second part of our, uh, of our predictions. But yeah, the second part is going to be a little bit dodgy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, on to the next one. Uh, it's the yeah the Steelers at home. Uh, Nine twenty-five game. Uh, hang on, mate. Which 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 week's that? Let's have a look. Week seven is it? No, week six. Week six. Week six. I've got it all down. I you wrong. Um, yeah, the Steelers. It's a revenge game, and I don't like revenge games. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I feel uneasy with revenge games because they never pan out. They never they pan out right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's it's one of those games again. It's it's the it's the killer bees, isn't it? It's the killer bees all over again. It's, they're just too threatening. It's uh, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben. I just I can't see us winning this, and it'll be where we run out of steam on that five and all. <laughs> um, I just think, I just think the, the Steelers are going to be too much for us. I mean, if we can keep bell quiet again, and if we can get our offense firing, then it could be something that we might edge, but um, we couldn't find a way in that playoff game. Uh, it just, it just concerns me this game. The Steelers just concern me really because uh, they've, they've got so many weapons on offense. Yeah. And this game could, work out to be a tough watch or it could be remembered in my opinion as the Benny Logan game. Yeah. If if Le'Veon Bell is stopped and stuffed by Benny Logan over and over and over and we have our answer as a run stuffing nose tackle mm-hmm. um, and we do beat the Steelers I think we will. that will be the point when we all turn to the off season and look at John Dorsey's final free agent signing yeah. and be like 
wow, that guy did us a solid there by signing Benny Logan. Um, should we not be able to stop Le'Veon Bell? Um, we have other issues to... There is other issues to deal with as well as uh, in Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this game as a loss as well. For the same reason what you said earlier, revenge games don't often work out. No. Um, you get hyped up from, yeah, we're going to beat the Steelers. We're going to get revenge on you for the playoff loss. No, it doesn't work like that. This is, it's a completely new season. We're back to 0-0, back to level playing field. I think the Steelers are probably the only team in the AFC other than the Patriots that are better than the Chiefs mm-hmm. right now. And I think they're built to win on the road in tough environments. And I think that they will walk away from Arrowhead with a win, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, that's my first L on that uh, on that list. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I'm always uneasy when we play the Steelers. But uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, yeah, so the next game, week seven, it's the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, one twenty-five kickoff. Another, <laughs> another early morning kickoff. We're going to be shattered this first part of the season, aren't yeah. we? Um, it's uh, it's obviously uh, at the uh, the shit hole. Sorry, the black hole. <laughs> um, it's 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 already started, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's already started. Um, I I've gone for a win on this because purely because. I couldn't see anything that the Raiders could do against this Chiefs team, and we've improved. So, going off that, you know, it's and especially what uh, what Seth was saying as well, you know, in the previous podcast, <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he, he just didn't have it that the, uh, you know, uh, Derek Carr's pinky was hurt, uh, and that's why they lost the game. So, I, I just don't think the Raiders can work us out, and we've got too much going going on there. Um, obviously, the key players to look out for are uh, the likes of Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. And obviously, people always say that this Derek Carr is going to be uh, this world-beating quarterback. I don't see it. I really don't see it. Um, I think just think it's just going to be another win for, for the Chiefs on that. I think it'd be close, but I, I, I can see another win. Three words, Brad. Thursday night football. <laughs> that is going to be the reason why we... It's going to be pumped, isn't it? No, it's going to be the reason why we lose this game. Really? Yeah, Thursday night football in Oakland. If it was in Kansas City, then I'd be like, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. But travelling on the road in a short week against a division rival, remembering what happened in 2014 when we went to them, uh, to Oakland, the 0-10 Oakland Raiders on a Thursday yeah. night, I think the Raiders are probably due a win against us. And... I think if it's half decent weather that permits throwing the football as well, I do think the Raiders will get their their probably overdue win against us. And this the series against the AFC West and the streak will end, unfortunately. So so you've got us down as a loss. I do. It's the Raiders. I do. Please oh, don't hate me. I know. I, I don't. Can, I, I really can, hope we haven't jinxed us. I can feel people unfollowing me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it just a hunch, or is it is it something you've seen in the Raiders that you think, do you know what, they might just do it this time? They are a good team. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not a this amazing quarterback that the NFL media seems to pump him up to, but he is he is a very good quarterback. He has some mm-hmm. very good options in Amari Cooper Michael Crabtree the one acquisition they did make which I am particularly scared of isn't Marshawn Lynch it's Jared Cook Um, because we saw what Jared Cook could do last year when he played with a good quarterback Uh, throughout his career he's been at St. Louis didn't really have anyone throwing the ball um, to him last year with Aaron Rodgers he was very very good you have to look back to that uh, Dallas game in the playoffs he was very good then yeah Unfortunately for him, Green Bay managed to get a better option um, in Michael Bennett. But um, Jared Cook does does scare me. I think that's another another weapon that Derek Carr will use. And the short week is going to kill us um, after a late later game on the Sunday against the Steelers, which is we have done as a tough loss. Then to go on the road, short week. Oakland, yeah, unfortunately, I do see um, the Chiefs losing this game. 
Ooh. Well, no, this is this is what it's all about, isn't it? It's all you got to look at it objectively, and you know, obviously, pick out where you think the Chiefs will win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says he's put uh, a win down for the uh, Chiefs against <laughs> the Patriots in Week One. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> objectively, mate. Objectively. Um, right. Next one, mate. Well, the final it's one. The final one for this episode. Final one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at home, Monday night football again. Another late start um, against the Denver Broncos. Right. This is so half we, 12, this isn't it, this one? This one's half 12, yeah. yeah. Um, daylight savings kicking in at that time. So we've been we've been granted an hour. Thank you very much, America. Um, <laughs> well, I say thank you. I genuinely mean that because that hour will make the world of difference Does, to me in the morning. Yeah. It really will. It's an extra hour of sleep. And, unless, of course, we go to overtime again. Um, oh, don't say that. Mind you, don't say that because I like the outcome. Yeah, that's true. D- well, despite losing one of the last four games to us I do think that the Chiefs have probably had their way with Denver um, Justin Houston destroyed them last season Yeah, he, let's be honest in one game he made the world a difference the creative play calling in the second game destroyed the Broncos Yeah, um, back to Justin Houston I expect him to whoever their right tackle is give them nightmares give them cause them to have therapy for the rest of their life um, <laughs> and I expect Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to give Von Miller nightmares and cause him to have therapy for the rest of his life um, and never want to come back to Arrowhead ever again it was interesting to watch the, uh, the, the I think was it the last game that we played against the uh, Broncos and, and Hill just had a, a field day with Miller didn't he yeah, but we ran directly at Von Miller. Yeah. We did it in the first game as well. Um, there was a sweep that um, Tyreek Hill got, and there was a great block from Albert Wilson to set him free. Yeah. But the same, the same play, we ran at Von Miller, and we did it in, in Arrowhead on Christmas Day mm-hmm. as well. Um, Tyreek Hill is too quick for Von Miller, and Von, Von Miller is is no slouch. No, <laughs> like for me, Von Miller and Justin Houston are the two best defenders in the yeah. league. Uh, as much as I don't like the guy, sometimes you just have to. S- sit back and say wow that guy is very good oh, at his you, job and you've got to say that Von Miller's yeah he's, he's definitely one of the one of the greats I reckon um, yeah, and that's me saying that about a Bronco and I hate the Broncos <laughs> yeah, he, he, for me he's a general generational talent yeah. um, like how they're talking about um, Miles Garrett this year yeah. um, Von Miller when he come out of the draft this number two pick you just knew straight away that he was just going to be Amazing, and he he is a good good player. But maybe I'm talking a bit too much about the Broncos in a positive way. Um, uh, be careful, be careful. Yeah, yeah. Just people pressing pause and stop all over and you know, all over the yeah, world. Yeah, they're all pressing it, going, "What are they talking about? <laughs> this is the Broncos show. What? Yeah, apologies. Um, but another reason why I fear the Broncos. Um, Jamal Charles coming back to Arrowhead. Ah, uh, yes. I know we talked about revenge games a minute ago. I don't really see this as a revenge game for Jamal Charles. More of an FU game. Yeah. Um, you can see him just going off 150 yards, two touchdowns, dusting himself down in front of the Arrowhead crowd, walking away with a win. Um, I'm beginning to sound more like a Chiefs fan now, all pessimistic. Um <laughs> I don't think it will happen, but it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Um, Do you know what will happen, don't you? You really know what will happen. They'll, they, they'll only bring Jamal Charles on for about five, eight snaps. And it'll always be when we are like, when they're, when, when they're like, I don't know, third and goal. Yeah. Well, and just to, just to drive it over the line, just to go, see, we've got him. He's scoring touchdowns for us now, boys. You know, it's just that rubbing, rubbing the Jamal Charles and the wounds kind of thing. Um, and they'll do it. They'll be preoccupied by doing that. Though. Not, not to go on too much about Jamal Charles, but if if they're clever, that's the way they should be using him. Um, he is going to be limited limited by by his legs this season. And if they do use him in spurts and and then every now and then sort of fashion, then. They're going to get the best out of Jamal Charles, and we know the best out of Jamal Charles is incredible. I'm just hoping that come the game on in Arrowhead that 
we don't see that Jamal Charles that night and we see a lesser version but a healthy version as well because let's be honest we all love him we don't want to see the guy injured and work it's unfortunately oh, for the Broncos but um, fingers crossed he comes on takes a couple of snaps takes a couple of hits and it doesn't come on again and then we mm. walk away with the win after Tariq Hill just destroys Von Miller and the rest of the Broncos defence well I've got it down as a Chiefs win obviously obviously um, I personally think the Broncos are on a downward spiral and it's it's crazy to say that when you think you've got like Von Miller in the team and everything like that but I honestly do um, I think they've had the time and that's why I said before that I think they'll actually finish bottom of the AFC West. They'll be too preoccupied in this game to get Jamal Charles on the run all the time, and that'll be the downfall. I think that that that'll be a key thing. They think that they'll be trying to throw him in there and upset us and and that kind of thing. Um, it's like an emotional, you know, an emotional state that we'll be in. You know, watching him in orange. I mean, it'd be bad enough anyway, but I just think they're going to try and ram it down our throats too much, and it'll backfire. And I think that's why the Chiefs will win. <laughs> the emotional way. The emotional side of it. We'll win the emotional battle. That's what it is. <laughs> we're, we're, we're modern men and in touch with our... Uh, not our, our emotions. Don't look at facts. Don't look at facts, Tom. No. You've, got to look at, <laughs> you've got to look at the emotional side. We've got to have um, some form of niche to get people to... <laughs> you like feelings? Listen to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. <laughs> we, we predict on our emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um well that's that's all all the first week eight uh obviously we're going to do the the you know obviously the second half of the season in our next podcast um sadly we didn't have dave giving us his his predictions but hopefully we'll get him in the uh in the second part of it so he can give us a bit more detail on uh on how he thinks that season's going to go but what what have you got the first eight weeks down as at the moment how how are the chiefs look at I've got us as five and three going into five the second three. half of the season. So pretty decent start. I'd take that. Yeah, definitely. I would actually take that. I would take mine, which is seven and one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think realistically, looking at yours, yeah, I think uh, I think five and three could be a yeah, it'd be a decent it'd be a decent start. I reckon. Um, just as a bit of a taste, at the second half of the season, it's it, it's very different, isn't it? very different but we'll obviously go into that uh, a bit more detail in our next podcast um i don't think there's anything else to talk about is there is there tom no should we um nothing tonight mate is there no should we get a certain guy on to um come and talk about some music and some football yeah let's get him on nice Okay, we're honoured to have with us not only a Chiefs legend but also an up-and-coming star in the music industry speaking to us today all the way from the west coast california is Tamba Harley. Tamba, thank you so much for joining us on our Heads Abroad podcast. Uh, what's the weather like in Cali? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Nice, uh, about 79 degrees. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> it's um, wet and windy here in the UK, so... Um... <laughs> wet and windy. <laughs> it's always wet and windy in the UK. Um, it's been an exciting month for you, hasn't it, Tamba? Uh, new single out, uh, the one for me. Uh, it's It's been released in... Uh, it was released in mid-June, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, June 9th, we put the audio out, and then uh, five days later, we put uh, the video out. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and how's it been received? Has it, has it gone down well? It's doing well. As far as downloads, it's not too bad. Um, but as far as marketing, we knew the downloads wouldn't be as high as we wanted. But that's not the, the goal here. The goal is the marketing to make sure it, it reached the mass public. And then, yeah. You know, so can we can we export, expect more tunes on the way? Of course, uh, I've been in the studio recording. I got some. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys know know these artists. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Effia. Effia is from Ghana. She's probably one of the top female artists in, uh, in the no. Afro pop. Yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing that down as we speak. <laughs> I'll go have a listen to that. <laughs> um, so you've been working. You've been working with other artists as well, and uh, over it. Over at uh, yeah. Religion Records, yeah. Yes, I have. I have. Excellent. Um, I'll be honest. I actually downloaded your single on the on the day it was released, uh, and uh, I, I actually play it in uh, in the car when the sun's shining, the shades are on, all that kind of thing. Um, what was the aim of, of 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 this of this song? Was it to make a, a smooth summer tune? Um, you know. I- 
because I'm making a transition and I, I want to do more singing, I can sing. I want to do more singing. I got hooked up with a producer named Mastercraft, and uh, he's very gifted. And when he came in, he said, what, what kind of music are you making? I said, well, most of my songs are, most of my songs are, you know, love-driven or, or, or projected toward, towards women and the struggle. And then we just got in the studio and started recording. That was the first song we made. And it just, Sounds awesome. We didn't think it was, yeah, we didn't think it was a hit single. We just thought it was an album filler. Really? <laughs> oh, it seems to be doing well. Um, your uh, your record label, obviously, we're going to talk about that. Religion Records. Uh, it does. Yes. It, it does a lot of work with uh, encouraging new artists as well to to promote their work. Um, is that just U.S. artists, or does it does it cover like international artists as well? Well, I can't cover international because I don't have the the time. Right. Um, my time is really put into football, um, but moving forward. The, the hope is, you know, I hope to work with more people, work with different artists from around the world, not just uh, U.S. artists, people from the U.K., people from Africa, from Nigeria, from Ghana, from Nigeria. Excellent. So, yeah, it's, it's to promote those that really, you know, do the level, do the music on a level that, that's that's not the norm. Yeah. They, yeah, that, they love doing it. They sleep, breathe, just like how uh, I sleep, breathe, eat football. And when I'm doing music, it's the same type of energy that goes into that. And those are the type of people we want around uh, the label. Hardworking musicians. That's good. What I want to know, Tambo, is um, have you managed to perform your song live yet? And if you have, how difference is, how, what's the difference between performing music live and performing or playing football in front of a packed stadium? Um, there's some similarities. Uh, as far as football, you know, we practice for a long time. And the same thing goes into music. Uh, uh, when when I, I did perform my song live for Wizkid, he's uh, he opened up. I opened up for him in in Washington D.C. on the second of July. Uh, I will be releasing the image here soon. Um, and uh, why why being on stage? I mean, if you're not used to it, you can get a little uh, stage fright. Um, you got to try to remember your words because the crowd is really into you. They're looking at you and you got to do your thing for that three, four minutes, whatever time you, you are expected to be on. So it's the same with football. Football is just the mentality is a don't care mentality. I got to get the job done. <laughs> so even so it's, it's no comparison than like performing live for the first time to say like your, your first game as a rookie or your first game at college. Is there, is there no comparison there? Or is it just a case of like, I'm here to do what I've got to do. I'm doing the job. I'm getting it done. Well, uh, a little comparison because there's butterflies because there's something that you got to do in front of a lot of people and you got to do it at your best. So a little bit of butterflies, that's about it. But performing and actually going on the field and playing football, I can care. I, I don't want to say I can care less about what's happening in the stands, but my job is to make sure I know what I'm doing on on the field. As in music, I'm enjoying myself as I'm you know projecting this love energy towards the crowd and so it's more of a feel good and seeing how the crowd reacts to you whereas football if you don't make it happen we're not cheering for you (laughs) i I don't know about you brad but i would much sooner take a hit from a 300 pound man (laughs) than get up on stage and yeah definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) now you have your music what's your mo and you have your religion records now your record label what's your motivation to keep coming back to football and putting your body through the pain i love the game um <clears throat> every time i step on the field i want to be the best uh pass rusher on the field i can't say football player because it's you know that's just too big but i love the game and, uh, and i want to win a championship uh, especially with being with uh, the chiefs for so long I feel like we're so close. Uh, two years in a row, we're about two games away from the Super yeah. Bowl. So that within itself motivates me to want to come back because I feel we have the team to do it. It's just, uh, you know, some of our leaders just need to kind of step up to the plate and, and grab this thing by the horn so we can go. So it, it, the Chiefs are ready for a Super Bowl run, is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're way overdue. <laughs> so leading off on that, where do you think this team is lacking you mentioned leadership there is 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 that the only um 
only part of the team you think that's stopping us from making the run or is is there other areas obviously we don't expect you to name names or certain positions or anything like that but is it more of a mentality thing is the reason why the Chiefs haven't got over the hump and made the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl in recent years uh, I think it, you can point at, point at different different things but as far as players goes um, I'm, I'm not going to shy from it I think, I think it's important especially if you're on our team and you're one of our leaders you should be always there I don't want to say names, but you know I'm not. Ha- I've been there for this is my 12th year, and that, I haven't with, missed one off season with the Chiefs. Uh, who, whoever is on our team and expected to be a leader, we need those guys there because uh, the younger guys come in and see these guys and say, "Well, I want to be like him. He's here. He he has a lot of money, but he's here and he's working with the team. It builds such chemistry for 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 our team that." You know, I, I try not to talk on it, but it, it really hurts my feeling because I know how much I love the game and I want for everyone to be there. And we can all just get on the same page and go make this run. But sometimes that chemistry is a little lost when you're on your own time. You know, you go somewhere else and do your own thing. And, you know, it's, I understand it's a business, but as far as football goes, when we're on the field, there's no business. The business is to go, you know, kick kick ass. The guy in front yeah. of the <laughs> kick ass. And us as players, that's what we enjoy doing. And uh, so I, I encourage anyone that's on our team uh, that feels that they're a leader and can lead our team, they should be around our team 24-7 when we're supposed to be this. With the um, with the new additions, um, obviously the rookies are from the draft, but also uh, the likes of uh, uh, Benny Logan, do you think this Chiefs team is the most complete team right the way through the roster? Uh, so far what Andy has done, yes, our team is very stacked. I mean, you look at our quarterback position. I mean, we went and got a, a really fine quarterback. and uh, Hopefully he can you know, tap into the program and understand it faster. But it's just at every position, it's such tough competition that if you lose one of the pieces, you don't feel like you're going to really miss a step. Mm-hmm. You know? and so... You know, it's it's, me, it's one thing to say, but then it's another thing to just you know watch us come out this year and just and just be focused on the task. I mean, a lot of people don't expect what's supposed to happen, so you know, we're just we're just gonna be us. The Chiefs is just gonna be the Chiefs. We're gonna let our personality show, and we're, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna do what we've been doing for the past four years. Andy's been here. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Excellent. It's great to hear. Um, you mentioned depth there, and let's talk about your own position uh, in pass rush um, obviously you've got the, some interior guys now that help out with that with Chris Jones and um, Alan Bailey but how good can yourself Justin Houston and D Ford be good at the outside linebacker position going into this new season if all three of you are healthy uh, I, I, <laughs> trying to get all of us on the field at once would be interesting but uh, I, I think uh Especially D Ford. I mean, he's in his. I would say this is his prime. I I, I believe he will lead this the league in sacks this year. Um, wow. I would love I would love to play more, but again, I gotta I gotta be cordial and considerate of my peers and understand that the, the war is, is is long. You know, these little battles. I can't wait. I can't wait for the bigger battles, but. Yeah, I'll be out there. I think we can be very productive, uh, just especially with Justin Houston coming back and playing a full season. I mean, he's a monster. So to have him and to have D Ford, the combination of speed and power with those guys, and then to have an old veteran like me who can beat you up just parts, I'm sorry. I think a lot of teams have to come in with, with, with real good game plans. And, and you know, because our guys are hungry, and I'm not even talking about interior guys. Just just the outside guys, they're hungry. And we're getting DJ back. I mean, I don't want. I, I hate talking about what we're going to do. I just know what we have and what we can do. So okay, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, so, that's that's a great way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, it probably keeps you grounded as well. Oh yeah, well it's, this is it. I mean, the depth in the roster it obviously sounds like it's keeping uh, everybody hungry, isn't it? As well, so uh, yeah, it's, it's it sounds good. Um, obviously, with this being a, a UK podcast, uh, we of course have to ask about the trip to Wembley in 2015. Uh, how, 
how did you find the trip personally and, and, and would you want to come back? Yes, I would love to come back and spend a longer time, spend longer time, spend a longer time there. I would love to be back. Um, I enjoyed the trip. We got there on Thursday. Uh, Coach didn't have too much, too much rules for us. We had to be, uh, curfew was midnight, so we was able to go out. Uh, a few of us went out. We ate at the, the steak restaurant. Um, mash, mash. It was so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we saw a little bit of the city, and then we were able to go and play in that beautiful stadium. That one will forever be remembered because I'm a huge soccer fan, you know, playing in Wembley. Uh, um, I loved it. I would love to come back and, and play. Uh, I would love to actually come back and play in different cities in the UK. So, yeah. 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 That would be actually awesome. That's um, kind of a bugbear that UK fans over here that the, the NFL really is only pushing London. But we kind of get it like why they are only pushing London. It is the biggest market. It's a big draw, in isn't Europe it? Yeah. At the moment. Um, you do have all of the um, landmarks there. You've obviously got the stadium, so you can understand yeah. why they say why they do. Maybe um, you should come over once you've retired, Tambra, and play in our flag football game against the UK Packers. Um, that might scare. Yeah, we definitely need it. <laughs> definitely. I'll be there. When I retire. I'll be there. You'll see me. <laughs> Watch out, UK Packers. Watch out. <laughs> um, well, just to end the show, because we know you've got to get off. Uh, to, to your workout and you're a busy man obviously with everything going on at the moment I just want to f- fire some quick fire questions at you yeah. um, just one word answer that's all I need from you and and then yeah we, we'll let you get on your way as it were um, so it's, it's not many of them so the first one is tea or coffee tea or coffee tea or coffee tea yeah oh. tea good yeah fish or chips fish <laughs> off <laughs> Offense or defense? Defense. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Raiders or Broncos? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's the answer. Kansas City barbecue or Texas barbecue? I'll choose Kansas City. I'm not a big barbecue fan, but I'll choose. Okay. okay. And then finally, Odell. Or David Beckham? David Beckham, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's everything we've got time for, really. Um, Tamba, it's, it's been an absolute honour and a privilege to chat with you today. Um, we wish you all the best with your music career and obviously good luck for the new season with the Chiefs. Um, we're actually coming over in week four against the Redskins, so hopefully we'll see you there. All right, yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you for your time, Tambo. What an absolutely genuine guy that that Tambo is. I mean, that was that was a fantastic chat with Tambo. Dave would have loved that, wouldn't he? (laughs) He would have loved that chat. I kind of feel sorry for him because. He's going to have to edit this, so he's going to be sitting there listening to to us over and over talking to Tamba, all because he's ill. Um, get well soon. I bet there were so many questions Dave would have wanted to ask there, so, so many football oh, questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave, as we know, is a football nut, so he would have been really wanting to get, get into the whole leadership thing, I think, with Tamba. Yeah. Um, it was just so refreshing to have such honest answers and such uh, an insight into what goes through a, a player's mind especially a player that's as hungry as Tamba Harleen he's been in the league for 12 years um, that's unreal he isn't it he's still got the hunger as well and he's still you can tell he still cares about the team doesn't he yeah he has he's on a guaranteed contract he could put his feet up he could just take it easy for a year and to then go and concentrate on his music but no the guy wants to win and um, that's the type of player that that we want in Kansas City um, going forward like the guy's a true leader and I I really really hope that he gets his just rewards in, in terms of a, a Super Bowl appearance definitely certainly certainly um, well that was a fantastic interview. I, if I don't mind saying that myself, <laughs> I thought I thought that went really well. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Tambor on again at some point, maybe after the end of next season, maybe because I know we'll be obviously busy with trading and preseason and everything like that. But uh, we've uh, we've obviously got our own plans to go ahead with, and uh, we've we've actually got some meets planned, haven't we? We have. Um, 
it's that time of year where we the Arrowheads board team gets together and talks about where and when we're going to stage our meets for the, the coming season. Um, some big news. We've got our first ever Northern meet. Um, Northern? On December the 1st. Northern. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be meeting in Manchester on December the 1st. Yes. Uh, Dave's backyard for the game against the New York Jets. Who? Uh, tickets. The New York Who? Jets. They're a, they're a rubbish team that play in green and white. They've got rid of all their good players. The Chiefs should win easy. Plenty of drinking time. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's going to be giveaways that night. We're going to have the Chiefs game on a big screen just for us. There's going to be food, um, plenty of beer, plenty of Chiefs fan, plenty of chat, plenty of laughter. Come meet some new, uh, or come and make some new friends with us. Um, these meets are a good laugh. Everyone's normally in the same boat where they don't know anyone else, but you've got that common goal of watching the Chiefs and it's really good atmosphere. Like Everyone gets along. I thoroughly enjoy these meets. That's why we continue to do them year in, year out. Uh, tickets are now on sale um, for this. Just head to our website and then click the links and then you'll, you'll find your way there and just get a ticket. Um, they are limited and we have started selling quite a lot already. So yeah, don't miss out. Come to Manchester and join us in our first ever Northern meet. I've got to say that, that that's probably one of the most packed podcasts we've ever we've ever done so far it's it's obviously just getting better isn't it yeah absolutely they're just getting better and better growing and growing yeah definitely and uh we we did it all without dave we can do this tom we can do this <laughs> yeah that is if everyone didn't turn off halfway through <laughs> <laughs> no it was good I, I really enjoyed the uh obviously the interview with tamba uh we've gone through obviously our our predictions for this uh the first half of the season we will be doing uh the second half of the season um in probably about a week or two's time so obviously stick around for that we'll probably have a a bit of a discussion around the uh the chief's training camp as well so uh yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, we'll speak to you soon, no doubt. And uh, again, thanks very much for listening.